0: to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's...
1: Thank God it's...
0: to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of our award-eligible show. Thank God, it's Friday! I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music, please welcome from the Opera Australia production of La Traviata, the wonderful soprano, Lorena Gore! And our panel, Tommy Dean, Tommy Valentine and Rebecca De Unamuno! And our audience this week, drawn from Springwood, Wiseman's Ferry, Bakeman's Bay, Bundina, Loftus and Cronulla. But first, as always, here is the news from nowhere. And I realised yesterday, Australia Day, that that a lot of people seem to be all too ignorant about Australian history. So here with a history of Australia in five minutes. Do you think I can do it? Five minutes? Okay, let's go. Australia was discovered by James Cook, He discovered it by asking all the Aborigines to stand to one side and then clearing away a large pile of Dutch clogs. The British decided they wanted to create a new society, one populated by people with real convictions, mainly for larceny. The convicts spent most of their time on the First Fleet stealing each other's handkerchiefs. If you listen to relatives of anyone on the First Fleet or the only crime they ever committed was stealing <laughs> handkerchiefs, they were very good at doing it. But by the time they arrived, they realised that they had already created something uniquely Australian by stealing each other's handkerchiefs, an uh, adenoidal accent, the result of <laughs> never having a hanky on hand when you need one. Now, once ashore, a new problem emerged. So adept was the population at pinching each other's pockets and handkerchiefs, a new form of currency had to be established, something large enough that you'd notice when it was being pinched. Thus, the Merino sheep was adopted (laughs) as the colony's new unit of value, since it would make a noise when someone pinched it. Now, other countries had the gold standard, but Australia quickly invested its wealth in the so called gold bar. Don't that turn on me now. Don't turn on me now. I've uh, have, 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 have got four minutes to go. Right, four minutes. Quick, quick. Uh, rum was invented in the town of Bundaberg and then sold in Sydney by the troopers. The rum was consumed in rude shelters in the part of Sydney called the Rocks, thus giving birth to the national drink. <laughs> Bundy on the rocks. <laughs> Due to these payments in rum, no one could find a way through the Great Dividing Range as soldiers kept on collapsing, dead drunk, at about Penrith, thus earning the name the New South Wales cause. <laughs> uh, there was progress everywhere. MacArthur, with his free land and imported sheep, left the whole colony completely fleeced. <laughs> through, through his early introduction of overgrazing, the landscape soon became well and truly flocked. <laughs> Governor Macquarie then arrived and appointed criminals to all the important officers, thus starting a tradition that continues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, explorers began to try and cross the Blue Mountains, but consecutive attempts failed. The explorers defeated by a seemingly impenetrable wall of antique stores and craft shoppies. <laughs> Finally, Blackslane, Lawson and Wentworth decided to try and make it through using the highway. A truly remarkable achievement once you consider the multiple speed limits, constant school zones, and tempting offers of Devonshire tea. Uh, meanwhile, Matthew Flinders explored the rest of Australia, accompanied by a cat he called Trim. This cat was later used to lash the backs of the convicts in ways still not properly understood by historians. Next, in a crucial discovery, the stump-jump-plough was invented, thus allowing the land to be developed without too much interference from the bones and roots buried within. Later, some historians would develop the stump-jump-plough school of Australian history, in which progress, development and pioneering spirit would be celebrated, while anything difficult was left well and truly buried in the ground. And Australia then began to look outwards, ladies and gentlemen. We went to Gallipoli, where Australian troops fought against the British. (laughs) Later, we became involved in the Second World War, again pitted against the British. This second time, we beat them. Unfortunately, under a tough peace treaty, we were forced to accept annual shipments of really bad British sitcoms, a situation which continues to this day. Australia, meanwhile, was waiting for a chance to throw in our lot with America. Successive Australian Prime Ministers struggled to find obsequious phrases to rhyme with successive presidents, with failed attempts such as You're our man, Harry Truman, or At any hour, we will follow you, Mr Eisenhower all were considered pathetic and not worth using. You can imagine the national relief when, late one night, Prime Minister Harold Holt, in a fit of poetic genius, chanced upon the phrase, All the way with LBJ! (laughs) Only later did historians realise the rhyme would have worked just as well with All the way with JFK, and that Australia could have become a humble, fawning satellite some five years earlier. (laughs) These various developments climaxed during the APEC meetings of 2007 when Prime Minister John Howard came up with the phrase, I'd love to kiss your tush, President Bush. (laughs) While Mr Turnbull is now in the early experimental phrases of we'd like to do the grind and bump with lovely President Trump. (laughs) Through all this time, Sydney, how long have I got? One minute? Through all this time, Sydney was expanding, particularly to the southwest, where a century before Hume and Hovel had explored. In honor of them, the highway was named after Hume, while the nearby public housing was built in honor of his companion. <laughs> Meanwhile, Australian scientists were, were taking on the world. Howard Florey saved thousands from germs and disease by inventing the hill's hoist, uh, which, which allowed clothes to be dried in the sunlight. Florey then invented Vegemite based on the black grease he'd been using to lubricate the hoist. By putting the hoist upside down and angling its arms, he also went on to develop the winged keel, winning the America's Cup, while by spinning it really fast, he got the idea for the orbital engine. And that's the five-minute history of Australia. Thank you very much. The next Australia Day, you'll be sweet. You'll be settled. You'll know all the. It's text. nice to see a bit of dancing there, Richard. I know. The little bump and grind True. there. I, know. I, think yeah. I was very impressed yeah. with yeah. that. I know. Yeah. I know. The idea of having sex with Mr. Trump. <laughs> not good, is it? <laughs> uh, and yet, so many have done it. Um, uh, Allegedly. 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 Uh, yeah, Tommy, Savi and, and Becca, uh, with us. Let, let's check you're up with this week's news. Who has solved Sydney's housing affordability issues with a bit of positive gearing for the bush?
2: Who's Look, uh, I have long said that this, uh, this minister is my favourite. Uh, Barnaby Joyce. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he is a delight.
3: Isn't it great when you say you like him and everyone laughs? That's fantastic. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Johnny Depp ain't laughing. <laughs> I think he's great. I think that it, it's rare. So often these days uh, politicians uh, make things so much more complex than they have to be. And I think it is nice that a man of the land has just reminded us how simple sometimes life can be. Uh, if you can't afford it, Get out.
1: <laughs>
2: it is that simple. Barnaby Joyce said if you can't afford a house in Sydney, you should move and keep moving until you find a
0: town that has a house you can afford. Well, he nominated the town Charleville.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's one, this is weird. I mean, if that, what I don't understand is if, like, if, if everyone goes where he's suggesting, Western Queensland seems to be the sh- uh, place well, yeah, Charleville, it's yeah. so far away. He, he actually named Charleville. Yeah, Charleville. Yeah. So, but then that's going to get really busy, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if we're all in Charleville. There's going to be no outback anymore. It's going to be the in-back. I mean, that's no good. (laughs) Or possibly the out-front. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's not... It doesn't work. I mean, surely.
2: No, no, I think it does. I think it's the game we have to spread out. I think there's just uh, no more suggestion that we can all live in the same place that we all want to live. Hmm. Uh, we have to have angry places outside of happy places uh, <laughs> to make the happy place as happy as that it is.
0: Oh, so, so, yeah. So, yeah. so, Tommy, down, uh, so. very
2: eloquently spoken,
0: uh, uh, are you going to be the first to volunteer to move to...
2: I have long... I, me and my wife have been arguing about Bill for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, even, I can't even put it into words. Um, but this is no different than almost anything else that requires money. If you are at a, at a restaurant, uh, say, for a fancy breakfast in Sydney, uh, you may want the smashed avocado and toast... Mm. <laughs> But you don't have the $12.95, so the waiter will kindly point you to further down the menu where you can get, you know, just some toast. See,
4: see I I have a real problem, though, that if, if all these young people, like he's encouraging, move to these places and stuff, like, what is there for them to do there? Like cattle farming, cattle farming. Right, yeah. But I grew up in the western suburbs of Sydney and I didn't, we didn't have anywhere to hang out there. So imagine like, even further out, you'll just end up with all these young people congregating in these towns and then the town will have to blast Barry Manilow music <laughs> to move everyone on to the next town. Yeah. It's just a ridiculous a concept. progressive
0: kind of... Yeah, young get out boring. now, you loiterers. Yeah, You've yeah. Had I've enough. been to Newtown. They've all got beards and hats already. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll fit right in.
2: I think that they will just bring industry to these small towns. These okay. small towns. That it's not that they don't. The young people don't need a place to hang out. They need to bring some of the flash of the city uh, to the to the land. People that may have you know thought that you know just living their life was enough.
4: So, so what kind of stuff can they bring? Well, they
2: can bring smashed avocados. <laughs> on top. Imagine Chalevilles. <laughs> dying for
0: craft beer, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, so, yeah, right. they, they need to get out there uh, and take some right. yeah, cafes. Yeah. There, so. I have been to cho- well, I, oh, haven't, I, have been. I haven't actually been to Chauvel. No. Uh, when I was very young, I was an actor. Oh come on, you know we saw the dancing that's, before, no, Richard. That's just code
4: uh, for, uh, 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 for unemployment. No, yeah,
0: I <laughs> had uh, I had this job working for the Queensland Arts Council taking theatre to schools in far western Queensland, which was good because they'd never seen theatre before, which was just as well when you consider my <laughs> appalling acting. But, but we kept on going to all these towns around Charleville. We went to Roma and Aramac and all, the, all these towns around Charleville. And, and in the end I asked the tour manager, why aren't we going to Charleville? And she said, oh, and she sort of blanched, and she said, well, the last three years there's been an incident <laughs> and one of the acting troupe have been... Badly bashed and Charlottesville, <laughs> right. so we decided not to go. Oh, yes, why is well, you? Know,
3: you know. T- Times have changed, Richard. It's, changed. Yeah. it's time we've got to get out there.
0: Well, the acting troupe did used to wear bright fluoro jumpsuits with our names on the back. Richard, Mary, Tony. <laughs> so I'm not agreeing with... I can't Claiming believe the victim, but... Yeah, no, I mean,
3: I can't believe they got, got matched <laughs> It would help
2: if, you, if we overload the population of Charlottesville, it'll make the crime statistics look, you know, per
0: capita, less. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah, the, that's true. That's a happier place.
4: That's
1: a much happier place.
0: Who has further barricaded himself in on a crucial promise?
4: Ah, uh, here we go. This is, of course, President Trump. He's been sworn president in. Is like that great president. I know, still... <laughs> um, I gag a bit when I say it, um, and he's apparently really pushing. He's really started his first few days making all these decisions, and he's um, we've left. He's left the uh, TPP, uh, and now he's starting progress on the wall. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Uh, he's going to, and uh, apparently he's going to make it within months. This wall, mm-hmm. and it's going to cost. It's going to be about what's three and a, what three thousand. Kilometers long, yeah, or something like that. Three thousand two hundred kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is, which is great, and, and I, I just love how during all these the, the Trump campaign itself, from right from the beginning when he was running for pre-selection, and it was you know. A, The the mantra that everybody had at that point was like, "There's no way he can win. There's no way he can win. There's no way he can win." And then when he won, it was followed by, "You know, maybe he won't be as bad as he makes out. Maybe (laughs) maybe he won't be as bad as he makes out." And then now that he's been sworn in and he's doing what he said he's going to do, we're like, "What is this? The
0: world is ending. Build a bunker." But it wasn't like the whole world was saying, "A politician, please
4: break your promises." So I was saying but you could there's no way they could be as bad as we think. But I say, you know, as a as a I'm a bit concerned because as a single Childless Latina woman who works in the arts, I fear that when I next visit the United States, um, customs are just going to throw me in a body of water and see if I float. Um, I'm just a bit concerned. But then I thought if all of the Latina women of the world united against this wall, never underestimate the power of Latina women's behinds, when they're angry enough, they can bump that wall down. I'm telling you, Shakira, get on it!
3: And not only that... You could sell a lot of tickets for that as well. You so
4: could. My hips don't lie, Trump. <laughs> do
2: you think they're going to do a. There was a great case, a case? It was an incident uh, years ago with a. They had a, a, like a charity organization, uh, Hands Across America. And the idea was that people would hold hands and link a human chain from coast to coast. Uh, but there were many areas uh, in the Midwest that were not terribly involved. Uh, but the way they made it look good on TV is that they had like a screen full of people. And then if you watch closely, you would notice that as it panned across the hands across America, eventually you kept seeing the same people as they <laughs> ran behind the camera and linked hands again. And I'm thinking, this is how the wall is going to be built. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be like a series it. of segments, <laughs> yeah, and as yeah, they pan across, yeah. they'll move the wall behind the camera. Yeah, three, set three, up the next section. Just three It'll only ever be a quarter
0: mile of actual wall, <laughs> yeah. constantly on the move. But that quarter mile will be huge. It will be huge. <laughs> it will be huge. I love it. Now, who has made a stink this week about fragrance? It's always, I didn't see this. So Kate Grenville, the novelist,
3: yeah, she's uh, she's had a bit of a crack at fragrance. She says it's all. It's wrong. She's got a bit of a manifesto saying that on it because she said it just started as a bit of a perfume and now it's everywhere.
0: Mm. It's too much. Bin liners. Yeah. Perfumed bin liners. I don't know where she's shopping. I haven't seen some of these things. No, you, can, you cannot get a bin liner that is...
1: Uh, support centered, me here. You yes. cannot
0: get a bin That's liner which is not perfume. Well, well, I, I use newspaper.
3: <laughs> so, uh, you know, back in the 30s, we didn't have that sort of stuff. <laughs> and uh, But look, I'm with her because I hate fragrances. <laughs> My least favourite place in the world is the DJ's... Mm fragrance area yeah. that's I
0: can't breathe in there it freaks me out so I think Good on her. I, she, she reckons yeah. a third of people have some sort of bad reaction, like they get headaches or yeah, e- yeah. eczema or, yeah. but yes. oh, it
3: doesn't Because I, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, and, also, and also people don't know how to use just personal oh, fragrances. They use no. too much. That's right. They use too much. Oh, there's a couple of people here. I don't mention anything, people in the audience. <laughs> <but> so, <laughs> and uh, so I'm all for it.
4: Yeah, well, I, see, I'm with you, Subby. I, 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 it took me ages to find a perfume that I could wear without getting a, a really bad headache or it affecting my my sinuses and stuff. And now that I've found it, like I won't change it. So everyone knows when it's me that walks in a room. 33? A bit of, bit yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. old spice. <laughs> That's right. But, um, but now, but my pet hate is when people, when you go to a function or something and you've just arrived and you see somebody arriving and you kiss and them and say hello and give them a hug and they've just freshly sprayed mm. their aftershave or their perfume and you are enveloped in this like like, I don't know, straight jacket of yeah. the odour and it gets in your hair. And I'm short, so like a hug Ooh, is like, yeah. my whole body is like dipped in a <laughs> bottle of <laughs> scent and I hate smelling like someone else for a whole night. Gonna it it's going
3: to mix in with yours awful. as well. It's Oh, a bad,
0: it's oh. the worst. Kate's oh. hilarious in the book because she said, she, she, as a young woman, she didn't realise she, because uh, she'd only put perfume on when she was going out for a date with a boy and she thought, I'm allergic to boys. I get this screaming headache whenever I go, because she only put the perfume on when she'd go yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, there no.
1: you go.
2: The secret, uh, here's my secret, after a long battle. (laughs) Vanilla. That is the secret. It is the greatest aroma in the world. The only perfume anybody, including men, should ever use. Vanilla extract. Mm. Just a dot behind the ears. And if you really, (laughs) really fancy, sprinkle the cinnamon. (laughs) (laughs) The entire world smells like cookies.
0: Oh, what a world we live in. And you think? you think... um, Uh, Upon smelling you, women secretly know that you're a baker, that you might provide them cookies. No,
2: that's exactly the point. That is exactly (laughs) the
0: point. That is a man that knows that life is about dessert. Yeah. (laughs) Because I I'm, I'm myself in my dating years put a little little, uh, squirt of fabulon behind their ears and they thought, here's, here's a man who's going to do the ironing for me. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh,
4: see that's, see that's like when they sell houses. They always put, it's that's always right. vanilla yeah. and the, and the yeah, smell yeah. of coffee and everything and it's welcoming. Mm. So, that, yeah, that's a good tactic. It makes a woman think of a man. You're trying to man... sell yourself. as like a house. Yeah, exactly. So come, <laughs> you want to come home to me. You want to <laughs> come home to me. I think that's a good Well tactic.
3: done, Richard, also for getting through that bit of uh, Tommy's there and not doing any sort of Mm. Cookie related puns. I was very oh, impressed. where like, <laughs> there's some
0: available to oh,
3: me? Come on, you would, have, you would have found something. Sure, some dough reference or something. There must have been something in
1: there.
2: <laughs> I feel better if I said cookie in that biscuit. I apologise, everyone, on this day after Australia Day. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. It smells
3: like a biscuit or a nice flaky pastry. <laughs> the quickest the, 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 the does the, sound nice. The sound quickest out. way cookie from. It sounds a, a bit t- tastier. What's that? I think cookie sounds a bit tastier than biscuit
2: mind, well, especially in my mind,
0: because... the no, the no, people are shaking their head. It yeah. no. oh, just sounds a bit... The oh, quickest way from a job to unemployment at the ABC is to talk about Anzac cookies on air. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Very quickly out the yeah. door. Go. <laughs> um, we have Tommy Dean, Sophie Valentine, Rebecca Day, Unamuno and our wonderful audience. Thank you for coming. We also, ladies and gentlemen, have Lorena Gore from Opera Australia, uh, alongside Tony Legg, Opera Australia's musical director. In a week's time... Uh, La Traviata is opening at the Sydney Opera House and the star is Lorena, who is beautifully dressed just in a normal streetwear oh, today. this old thing.
5: <laughs> Yeah, I just wander around the house in yeah. gowns because, you know, why not?
0: She's, she's been to <laughs> Marrickville Metro to do the shopping, as you can.
5: <laughs> That's That's well. she,
0: uh, can you descri- who can describe this for me? Uh, Tommy, could you describe this outfit? You're good with Well, work. it is uh, like <laughs> a library <laughs> <laughs> curtain <laughs> <laughs> in the most
2: shapely window <laughs> you've ever seen.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Very gentlemanly. Um, Tell us, because it is opening in a week, tell us about this process of rehearsal. I think people can imagine what maybe a play rehearsal is like. What's an opera rehearsal like?
5: Probably very similar. I mean, it's a group of amazing musicians that all get together and, and um, tell a wonderful story. I mean, I feel so privileged to be a part of this company and this process. And being able to step on the stage of the Sydney Opera House is pretty special mm-hmm. and spectacular. But really what we give to people when we're up there is is what's really important. And I love singing up there knowing that there are always people in the audience who've never seen an opera in their life... And totally being amazed and moved by it. We do have surtitles. We sing in different languages, of course, but everyone can understand the surtitles. Um, so, and La Traviata is a great opera for beginners as well. So, I mean, it's it's about a courtesan, but the first song is about drinking. So, I mean, you know what's not to love about that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's very.
0: I mean, the thing about singing uh, at your level is very athletic. It's a physical thing as well as an emotional thing, isn't
5: it? It is. Yeah. I mean, you sing with your whole body and your, all your emotions. And I mean, in this costume, you probably. Can't obviously see all the people out there, but I'm I'm corseted in this as well, so that's an extra challenge because when we do a period piece, we're wearing period costumes, and and that's something else that we have to contend with. You have to be able to breathe properly. But how in that can you song. breathe
0: in that uh, in, a, in a corset?
5: Just a little bit of room in there, so just enough to take some breaths.
0: Uh, and, and how? Like in, in whether you're rehearsing or, or just uh, between shows, how many hours do you rehearse a day? How much how much effort do you, How much work do you put into keeping that physicality going?
5: Well, I'm singing all. All the time even when I'm at home I'm always singing around the house my poor husband who has to endure that all the time but when we're rehearsing usually we do probably between oh gosh about six hours a day would be the most because obviously we're singing with Full voices. We don't use microphones at all when we sing opera, mm. so it, it is quite taxing, and you can't obviously sing all day long. But we're we're very well trained. You were trained probably for at least you know a decade. To okay, be, but Im- to imagine that you sing- know the
0: the opera theatre of the opera house. You're standing on stage, and it's. It's loud as if amplified on the back row. I don't know how you do that, how you throw your voice that hard against the back wall. It's
5: hard work, training, training. Yeah, you yeah. Just like an actor would, you know, an actor doesn't use a microphone when they stand on the stage and deliver a monologue and it's the same with opera singers. We learn how to use our voices so that they carry yeah. right to the very back of the theatre. I
0: know, but it's a bigger theatre than it is normally for, for a, a stage work. So I think, it's, I think what you do is amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us in La Traviata, the, bit, the aria you're going to sing, mm-hmm. how does that fit into the storyline?
5: This is fairly soon at the beginning of the opera. Uh, The courtesan has met a young man with whom she's got a rapport with and and for once in her life she actually feels like she might feel a bit of love towards him and this is all a bit strange and new for her because she hasn't been treated very well in the life. But then in the second part of the aria she decides that, no, it's all folly and she just wants to live fast and have a wonderful time.
0: Hmm. The ABC does not endorse the moral... (laughs) content of this aria, but we do endorse the musical skills of Lorena Gore with the Opera Australia musical director, Tony Legg. my color. How good was that? Lorena <laughs> Gore with Tony Legg from Opera Australia on the piano. There was only one word for that experience being wow. in the thrill. It was thrilling. It was thrilling. It was just thrilling to hear you. How fantastic. La Traviata opens in about a week's time at Opera Australia at the Opera House. Please thank again Lorena Gore and Tony Legg. Yeah. Uh, now, the the presidential aide Kellyanne Conway has been much mocked this week for talking about the existence of alternative facts, and yet, surely, uh, many of us live life according to alternative facts. I, I for instance, believe there are, uh, are no calories in food eaten standing up while doing the washing up. There have no calories. Uh, there are no calories in biscuits once they're left broken at the bottom of the Tupperware, no calories. Mm. Uh, Or there are no calories in chocolate bars bought as part of any primary school fundraiser. (laughs) These these are facts, ladies and gentlemen. They're alternative facts, but they're facts. Uh, Now, what are the alternative uh, facts by which you live your... Does your
2: entire alternative fact universe swirl around calories? (laughs) It seems... (laughs) I feel like it's all focused on this. But I'm going to also assume, then, that there are no calories in uh, beer consumed before sitting back down in front of the television. That's right. You know. Mm. Uh, and there's less, less calories in beer that you drink that you didn't actually bring to the barbecue. That's right. Totally no calories
0: in those. Look, the main point, Tommy, is you don't get a body like this <laughs> uh, yeah. without indulging in a few alternative facts. No, I've long agreed. I, I very much believe the same. I think there are
2: no calories in uh, the pizza that you eat that you bought for your children. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're hat. just that, That's not gluttony. That's just cleaning up. Cleaning up. That's, all, that's exactly right. It's storing things away. Well, what, 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 alternative facts, what other alternative facts do you live by, Tommy? Oh, there's so many. Uh, I
2: live by the alternative fact that uh, my mom does not need to talk to me more than once a month. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a good alternative fact. Um, I also have to say on the similar line, I believe that a phone call is a gift. Uh, that keeps on giving. Um, LAUGHTER I think that's fine. I uh, have twins. I would also think that it is, uh, you see them standing there. My beautiful girls are twins, with me. Wave, twins. Uh, this afternoon. Uh, I also believe that uh, it is fair during a Skype conversation to have one uh, say hi to Grammy and then go behind the camera and come back around <laughs> and say hello again so that Grammy gets to see both of them.
1: <laughs>
2: as an alternative fact. We did for, for a while, we had triplets, but uh, my mom couldn't put up with that, so we had to
0: stop. <laughs> We adopted one of them out. <laughs> <laughs> she now lives in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, what alternative facts do you live by, Beck?
4: Um, oh, I like to live by the alternative fact that I worked just as hard. ..as that doctor over there to get my arts degree. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I so didn't. (laughs) I I go by the philosophy that insufficient funds is just like a weekly reminder that says, like, hello, you're an artist, Um, (laughs) rather than meaning that I have no money. Um, uh, Oh, one size fits all. That, to me, is just permission to eat heaps until I have to throw it away. Uh, So it's just permission to eat as much as I want. And um, uh, Netflix and chill in my world... That, that just means wait for the pending genitalia photo to be sent uh, on a camera phone. That's pretty much what Netflix and Jill means. And gluten-free bread, I think, is really just that bathroom sponge that I haven't been able to find <laughs> for six months and finally do. Well, alternative
0: facts, they make life better, actually, Subby.
3: I think they do. Well, um, on the food run for me, cause, you know, opposite of you and right, I, because I'm very thin, so my theory is if you're thin, then... You can never have any health problems. Mm. That's, that's what I'm basing mine on. I'll be fine no matter what I eat. Cake for breakfast? Sure. It's fine. I'm thin. Don't worry about it. I'll be right. I'll always be fine. Bacon? 24 hours a day. It doesn't matter. Just keep it coming. So that's fine. That's it's fine. just like a bag full of spanners. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And it, it sickens me. <laughs> kept me going at least <laughs> till now. So it be fine. There's, there's guidelines for alcohol consumption, which are rubbery at best, Richard. Uh, they say two drinks a day. Uh, they mean four. So when it says two, and so obviously that means four, which means you can have five. So that's, you just, that's, that's the alternative. So don't worry, everybody, that's, that's what that means. Don't worry about that. It's, it's the alternative, God. Um, used by dates, they're a rough guide only, aren't they? Um, you know, you can, if you can cut a bit off, if it looks blue, just cut it off, it'll be fine. You know, all that sort of stuff. Don't worry about it. Just It's alternative, it's fine. Uh, the little light that comes on when you're running out of petrol... Uh, that, that's for sissies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've got a good 50 Ks after that. No worries. And it's a game. It's a game for the whole family to enjoy. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How hell? No, it'll be fine. Look, it went off for a little bit. Oh, if it goes off, we you know it's on for a while. If it goes off, you've got another 20 Ks. That's fine. Even <laughs> <laughs> if it goes off for a split second, right. someone's nodding there, you've done it, haven't you? It's great. <laughs> it's great fun. Uh, in Australia, uh, thongs can be worn any time. Anytime, especially in summer, uh, going to the movies, thongs. What if it's a formal occasion? Thongs.
1: <laughs>
3: well, I suppose black thongs. doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. You could do black, you could do black. I don't mind anything, you know, going out for dinner, thongs, gardening, bushwalking, thongs, just, just,
4: you they like, do everything. You are talking about the ones uh, on your feet, aren't you? Yeah, well, yeah, just,
3: yeah just... probably, you can do both, of you Ascent of Everest? Oh, yeah, definitely thongs. Oh, that'd be fine. It was only this What's aside. the worst that could happen? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Side tangent, but uh, the beauty of the thong was uh, I, I never wear them. I can't wear them. I, am, uh, I physically cannot control my feet with thongs <laughs> on. Um, but uh, in the recent, it was rain a couple of days ago, mm. and I went to pick my son up at a basketball stadium, and there was where the, wa- the stadium was a huge river of water was pouring out, like a little flash flood. It was literally uh, just under your knee deep. And I had to go into it to get to where I was going, and my shoes got soaked. And every Australian father who followed <laughs> after me, I noticed as he emerged from the river, Thongs. Yeah. Mm. thongs, thongs. I thought, what a resourceful and correct people these <laughs> <That's> people <right>. are. <laughs> like the perfect had,
0: footwear for he, the flash flood season. As an American, you must have had a confusing moment when you first uh, arrived. I was worried about Americans when they come here because the, the phrase, there was a group of women at Bondi wearing black thongs, must sound more alluring to you than it actually is. <laughs> uh, truth be told, it frightens me. <laughs> On all levels, it's clear. <laughs> um. Are we ready for the Wheel of Death, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? <clears throat> Rebecca Dayunamuno is going to take it on today. Our studio audience, when they arrived here a little while ago, they threw these random topics created from their own, inside their own brains on this chocolate wheel. Today's topics are Australia Day, emojis, peaches, tourist attractions, chat... Orange, fake news, glasses, family jewels, blue bottles, buses, resignation, doomsday and bubble gum. Mm. 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 See, they are strange words to come out of your minds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, which fill you full of fear? Which? Well,
4: it would be right to say doomsday fills me with fear. Yeah, yeah. So yes, that one. That, that, one? Naturally, yes. comic that naturally comic <laughs> topic. Naturally comic topic, exactly.
2: Is it, is it true that you're going to sing an opera?
4: <laughs> Not <laughs> oh, on <sorry>. your life. <laughs>
0: It can only be done if you're wearing a tight corset, I understand. <laughs> now let's spin the wheel. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. Rebecca de Unimuno to take on the topic of. Oh, no. Emojis. No. Emojis. Who, who uh, threw m- emojis on it? Ah, <laughs> the youngest member of the audience. Very good. The only person who knows what an emoji is. Good. <laughs> <laughs> She's seven. She's seven? No. Oh. Nine. <laughs> Nine. Okay, nine-year-old. Nine
4: Ladies and gentlemen, just I'd nice. like to welcome you all to the official town meeting. Our new mayor has just been voted in last weekend. bit surprised that 19-year-old Stephen Jenkins got up, but good on him. Stephen, congratulations. The town's got a lot of uh, courage in you <laughs> and we, we can't wait to see what, what you do. With everything. Anyway, here he is. He's about to give you his maiden speech as mayor. 19 year old Stephen. Give him a round of applause. Here he comes.
0: <laughs> Rebecca is doing a series of emojis. <laughs>
4: Oh, thank you so much, Stephen. That was fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you do in the next few years. That's it. Uh,
0: Does she die? Yes! Surely. <laughs> no?
4: She lives? Really? Oh, really? Yes.
0: That is lions. Are oh, very generous. For very
4: Well oh, emojis, what else can you do? Yeah, really? It was, it was, weird. One, it one, was
2: hey? weird that Stephen closed his speech with eggplant. That no, that was
4: that was the steaming can, pile can you, of oh, something. Sorry, oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> Could you run
0: through the emojis you used for the... Yes, I, 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 I waved. I did to be picky about the radio.
4: Audience. I waved, so it was a, a yeah. hello. Then there was was a, wait,
2: but just be clear, it was in all five colour It was in all
4: five colour hand choices, correct. Yeah, yeah, uh, then it was, it was a heart, yeah. it was a bit of a heart, and then, you know, with a bit of a diamond around it, like it was bursting. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, then it was, he gave himself a high five mm. with, with yellow hands. Mm. Mm. And Sometimes big an argument, six six is it a high five
2: or is it prayer hands? But, it, you know, it's both sides of the argument. Clapping. Yeah, it's hard to know.
4: You
0: don't know. Yeah, I did notice the nine year old was the only person who understood. Yeah, that's right.
4: (laughs) And agrees with all of Stephen's policies. So there you have it.
0: I I think she's his campaign manager. Exactly.
4: Um, We
0: have Rebecca, Tommy, and Subby uh, with us. Now, the Chamber of Commerce was not happy today. Uh, because yesterday was Australia Day and tomorrow is the weekend, so thousands of people rang in sick this morning with very dodgy excuses. Uh, what is the best way to bludge yourself out of work? And let's hear your sick voice and the excuse you would have given the boss. So be Valentine. If you were trying to work your way out of work today, how you, how would you have done it? I think the trick
3: is always to not speak before you ring up. So if you're talking to your family, just emoji, emoji it up because... You, the, when you first start speaking, that's when your voice is its croakiest. Mm-hmm. So if you're making the kids' lunch, just wave them off. But don't speak. No singing in the shower.
0: This is the radio broadcast which is becoming increasingly <laughs> dominated by silence yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's true, though. That's what you've got to do. So you keep. So you well, keep we're all pow- going to break out into expressive dance. You've
3: got to keep your powder dry, and then as soon as you ring, yeah. and then your voice is going to sound naturally croaky. But at the same time, don't overplay it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to sound like you're bunging it on. Right? So you just do a bit of the... Oh, g'day. Hi, Richard. Yeah, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not... And here's the go. You've always got to go gastro. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's arguing with gastro. <laughs> you know what I mean? G'day, Richard. Yeah, oh, I'm not too bad, mate. But, um, yeah, I think I picked up a bit of a gastro. I think for the kids, picked up a bit of gastro there. And um, you can probably hear it's a bit echoey. I'm, I can't get out of the bathroom. And uh, so I just want... Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. And, uh, and I just... Uh, so
0: I'm thinking it's probably not <laughs> safe if I
3: yeah, uh, probably shouldn't. It Look, um, it's
0: all right. Stay I think it's better you stay yeah. at home. what well, f- 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 take, <laughs> take take <sighs> a, a yeah, you week. Know, yeah, yeah. Take a week off, mate. Take a week off. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> See you Richard. Bye. <laughs> Gastro works R- Rebecca, time. how are you going to get out
4: of it? Um, well, see, I the gastro's interesting, mm. but I opt for the cold option. Oh, um, so if
3: you're a better actor than me, that's why.
4: Because if you can manage work. to pitch mm. your voice up into your nasal passages, mm. it just sounds like you've been stuffed up for days <laughs> and every bit of medication that I've tried is not... <clears throat> sorry, sorry, it's not working. And um, so I reckon I can come in tomorrow if you really need me to. I, I really can. I just can't guarantee how long I'll last, but, um...
0: (laughs) Rebecca, I can hear how sick you are. I think... Are you sure you want to come in
4: tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) Better, of, bit of, you know that. Oh, play the martyr, yeah, yeah, see nice. how it works. And yeah. I, I agree, I'm they're not talk. contagious. I'm yeah, probably yeah. not contagious. It's fine. All I have to do is look after twelve children tomorrow. I'll be all right, <laughs> you know. And but also, I think being a bit being a bit organised is good too. Like, um, I was the go-to person in a share house that I lived in for the ring, one to ring up and be the excuse for flatmates, like to get off work and stuff. So you've got to plan it a bit. <laughs> more. Making Australia great. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're Rebecca I know just like still a different voice every day, and they'd never know it was me. And so then you just, but you've got to plan it. And so like I remember one. Once I had this really big event that I had to go to one night and I was doing um, some pra- a pra- teaching uh, practical at the time and I just sort of said to my supervising teacher, oh, yeah, I'm meant to do this big show, you know, um, tonight. It's going to be tough getting up in the morning, you know. It doesn't finish till about midnight. She went, you know, you're starting to look really pale <laughs> and really unwell. And I got out of it. And I think honesty as well. Mm. Sorry, I can't come in today. My period pain is beyond... <laughs> Male bosses hang up straight away. <laughs> they give you an extra two weeks just to compensate. <laughs> they give you some luxury money to buy your luxury products. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Never, it never,
0: <laughs> <laughs> never worked for me once. I Tell <laughs> 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 Tommy, how are you going to get out of work?
2: Well, the secret, uh, I think, uh, gastro was an excellent choice mm. at, a, at a self level, <laughs> but I think the danger of making yourself sick is then uh, your recuperative powers look very good on Monday. Uh, so make it, make yourself a hero, uh, but it's not about you. mate. Uh, Sorry, I'm just calling in quickly. I wanted to come in today. You know that I never miss a day if I, if I don't have to. Uh, but I just stopped at the cafe uh, to get a coffee on the way in, and a woman here has started to choke on her <laughs> eggs, Benedict. And I have just performed the Heimlich maneuver on her, uh, but then she had a heart attack. I am doing CPR as we talk. <laughs> Uh, right now, I'm, uh, she doesn't seem to have any next of kin, so I'm going to have to ride in the ambulance with her to the hospital. If this wraps up in time for me to come in to finish out the day, I will be there, uh, but I won't be able to call you because I'm going to be next to a lot of emergency equipment for the next few hours, and I am not sure if I can... Uh, i got to go.
0: <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Mm. It's good. It Find it Fine news stories.
2: You. Fine news stories the next day, that you know, like generic things. Yeah. and then you can like support. It. See that right there? See the one, Chuck? That's <laughs> me. That was me. But I don't like to. I don't like to blow my own horn, so
1: <laughs>
2: that's why I wasn't in the news
0: article. Yeah, I didn't. I what You know, yeah. sources say
2: that's me. <laughs> that was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now Sydney University is lobbying this week for its own personal metro stop when the new line is built. Uh, what are your own personal infrastructure requirements? If Sydney Uni is going to demand its little share of the infrastructure, what would you like to lobby the new Premier to build just for you, Rebecca?
4: I'd like um, to have a teleportation device so that when I'm on a date, I can just yell, you know, beam me up, Scotty's an idiot, you know, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. That would be really fun. Um, and How I- long would you
0: last, typically?
4: Typically, well, if he's an idiot, I'll humour him for about a minute (laughs) thirty, you know, because often that takes out me to drink drink my vodka. I've got to finish that. And if he's an idiot
0: but handsome,
2: (laughs)
4: but handsome. (laughs) five hours. Let's chat.
2: (laughs) It sounds to me like uh, instead of a teleportion, I mean, we're going to go Star Trek. Forget teleporting. Get yourself a phaser. Set to stun.
4: Oh, is that what that does? Oh, right. Okay, good idea. That's a good idea. And I remember... It's not
0: instantly warming, though, when she turns up for the date. With with the cattle prod. (laughs) That's right.
4: Although some request it. weird. <laughs> but I, I, I once went. This is my one claim to fame story. I once went to the to the Logies, right? I was a guest at the Logies, and I was doing a show called the Hamish and Andy Show. We lasted six hours. Ooh, what, what did they go on to do? Anyway, um, uh, we, we, we we were nobodies at that point, and we got out, and there were flashbulbs on the red carpet. They just go nonstop, home and away. Cars came out in front of. Bulbs, you know, blue heelers. Poof, poof, poof. We got out of the limos and all the lights stopped. <laughs> it was like a blackout had just occurred. And we had to walk past all of these people on the red carpet posing and stuff as everybody just, like, the photographers refused to look at us. <laughs> and I said, there needs to be for young up-and-coming people that have put in those situations uh, an eight series or less express lane <laughs> that, it, <laughs> that shoots you straight into the venue and into your seat. <laughs>
0: I, list, okay. I, don't, I
2: don't want to go off track for a second, but did similar. Again, I took the girls, and uh, we went to a movie premiere last year. Uh, and, and again, same thing. They don't know who. But as we're walking up the, the red carpet, all the normal public that have tickets to this get to go up first, then the stars come. And all the, the radio and TV are there, ready for their moments with the stars. Uh, but as I came up, uh, I knew one of the photographers, uh, just on a social basis. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, for fun, suddenly started taking pictures. And so since he started taking pictures, everybody started taking pictures. <laughs> And I heard one of the guys right. say, who is he? I don't know, what? but if he's taking a picture, I'm taking a picture. We'll figure out who it is later.
0: That's great. Well, what's, what special infrastructure do you want, Tommy? Personal I want a retractable roof. I want a retractable what? roof and
2: a helipad. I think a helipad would be great. I think one of the biggest arguments with the entire Amanda Vanstone helicopter thing was she went to a helicopter It wasn't Amanda
0: Vanstone. It was uh, a Bronwyn Bishop.
2: Bronwyn Bishop is who I meant. <laughs> that is exactly who I meant. There is no way in my mind I see them as the same woman.
1: <laughs>
2: they are two completely different people. But they are both welcome to use the helicopter on my helipad <laughs> that I have built for infrastructure. I think a retractable roof would be fantastic for stargazing. Uh, uh, I would like my own surf life patrol to
5: just Your go own with me what? everywhere.
2: Surf patrol. I would just like a surf lifesaver with me at all times.
0: What, he's just going to follow you around with a little yellow hat on? Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> sort of yeah, like I mentioned anything. earlier that
2: I often have to wade into flash floods exactly. with full yeah. shoes on.
0: Exactly. He <laughs> <laughs> could be
2: carrying you some thongs <laughs> out. That would be fantastic. And there's many, I can think of many occasions where a guy just, you know, throwing you a life boy uh, ring.
0: Whatever, hmm. I don't know what you call it. A life-saving you know, boy, or, yeah. Yeah,
2: a safe, a, a, yeah. A, I, I
4: prefer to call it a a,
2: a rescue donut. <laughs> I think Beck
3: could use it on one of the dates.
4: <laughs> I've got a pair of rescue donuts, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, like We've all figure. learned something tonight, haven't we, folks? <laughs> <okay? laughs>
0: Subby, what, uh, what Sumi do you think <laughs> all take away with us? <laughs>
3: Rescue donuts. Never, you'll never be able to say
0: that again. And <laughs> Macquarie University's word of the year for next year Rescue donuts. What, what, what personal infrastructure do you want, Subby Well, Similarly,
3: with the, um, with the surfing guy, I reckon um, they reckon with global warming, beaches coming inland, but I'm not prepared to wait. Because, you know, I live a long way from the beach and I quite like the beach. So what, could I dig some channels or something? Mm. Just, you know, just make a few, make beaches everywhere. Because mm. it's not fair that some people get all the beaches and most of us don't get a beach. Yeah. It's not right, is
0: it? <laughs> Give us well, all a beach, for God's sake. Well, they've done in the Gold Coast, haven't they? And exactly right. Yeah.
1: It's, it's
0: this, like what, a, this is exactly what Choraville needs. Yes, yes. <laughs>
2: Tarville gets a beach, boom. Boom, we're all there.
3: Yeah. I'd go. That's a good point. <laughs> so there's that. Um, I've got a school across the road from me that gets quite noisy, so I'm wondering if Gladys could like, build a wall. <laughs> <laughs> They're all the rage now, and uh, it's going to be huge. And uh, I reckon, so I'd like that. That'd be a nice bit of infrastructure. Um, but I, with this question, I've realised that my life's, when you think of the extra, my life's pretty cushy. I hmm. think we've all got pretty good... I'm thinking about the things. You've got electricity. That's all. We've all got electricity. That's fine. Public. I've got, I'm surrounded by public transport. I've got my bins get collected. I've got good roads. I've got to stop whinging. I mean, if people are podcasting this in Mosul or, you know, I don't Not know. Not many. Gaza Strip or... <laughs> Not many. Adelaide. I mean, any of those horrible... <laughs> any of those terrible places, they'd be really upset. So I think we should... We've got to stop whinging. You know, the beach and that's...
0: That, that'll do it. That'll do <laughs> <be> it. Be <laughs> it. That'll it. Who, who are the winners and losers of this week. Rebecca.
4: Ah, the winners of the week are the people of my generation because guess what? The Australian Open has just made us feel so Mm. much younger. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it brilliant with uh, Serena and Venus Williams in the women's final and with Roger Federer possibly playing Nadal in the final? Guess what? We're back at the early noughties, everyone. (laughs) This is fantastic. And my losers for the week are those people that weren't around to hear the Hottest 100 in 1997. Uh, Classic, classic year. And uh, Double J are going to be playing it. Uh, replaying the, the classic mm-hmm. Hottest 100 from um, 1997 on tomorrow, I think it is, on Saturday. so yeah, you can listen and feel even younger still. Mm-hmm. This is so the week... world has
0: just become a time machine. It's become
4: a... a time machine. I love it. I love starting a new year with the delusions that I'm young.
0: It's <laughs> great. What happened in 97?
3: What was so special about 97?
0: They invented the rescue donut.
4: Well, no,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
4: Yeah, and I was also <laughs> at university, so I'd like to really actually hear it for the first oh. time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: was it the first year, because that was exactly what I was thinking too, was, uh, not, I, don't, I don't follow the time as much, but it was weird to hear those names that I knew. And then as a flip side to it, uh, I saw uh, the list last night of the hottest, one, the top 10 of the hottest 100, (laughs) and and it was words I'd never heard. Yeah, yeah. I I had no idea. It was weird to have no idea of any of those musical artists who apparently have done a lot of great things. Yes. Um, In fact, I thought Flume was just a a ride.
4: Or the bit that attaches to your heater, doesn't it? Yeah. The flume <laughs> that goes
2: into the heater. Yeah. It, it, it was. I've never felt older uh, than listening to the top. Uh, Listen ten. Until tomorrow you feel better. I feel better. It's flume
0: it's better. is what happen, you, happens when you puncture a rescue donut. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you
2: were going to come back to rescue donuts. It's but so good. It's in your it's eyes. so good. The winner of the week is me for saying rescue donuts. <laughs> so good. Uh, but I, I am claiming uh, the, the big, uh, the big win. I thought, uh, and it, it's rare to get. So I. It, it, Comedy is everywhere these days, but the the Women's March on the day after the the thing was not only, I thought, a a great statement uh, for women in general, uh, a really great statement for the world and how it's going to respond uh, to this new president, Uh, but (laughs) some of the greatest signs I have ever seen written (laughs) in my life. And many of them,
0: the ones that made me laugh the hardest, I can't say out loud
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just well, put them in why, emojis. Well done. Just, just yeah, the, use emojis. The, the, in, a
0: way, in a way, one of the best ones was very understated. It was, just this, this, it was a guy, actually, and he had this big sign saying, I am not a sign guy. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one I liked, which I think
3: is actually seen at other protests, but just holding a big sign saying, someone told me there was going to be cake, which I <liked>.
6: <laughs> which is a
1: great
3: one.
0: And yeah. rescue donuts. But, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. See, it doesn't work now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who were the winners and losers?
3: Subbie. I was going to go the tennis one as well. I was going to go for Roger. And his wife, actually, though. I'm loving his wife because she's obviously been supporting him this whole time. And then she got hammered for wearing a crazy jumper. But she's just going, I don't care. I don't care what What's I wear.
4: What does it matter I you wear, wear to like, the tennis? I love it. Just... Have you seen the outfits the players wear? <laughs> oh, no,
3: exactly. They're just doing it. And they're just like, we've been at the top so long. We can do whatever <laughs> we want. <laughs> we're Federers. Um, my loser, there's a new trend. Uh, it's been in the UK, and I think it's going on here as well. I'm very concerning of uh, nude exercise classes and nude yoga, uh, which is concern. But the losers, obviously, thumbs down from the young fella down the front. Uh, the the, the losers, because a lot of these are just local, country places and that, and, in, and so they'd be doing it in your local hall and stuff. So the losers are the people who've got the hall after them, because <laughs> you don't have to be going in there, do you? When well, there's been nude exercise classes.
4: No. Not really, especially if it's Bikram yoga. Oh, no, oh. no. No.
3: Oh, I, I mean, so so and so. obviously we'll try and resist the reference to
0: rescue donuts. Yep, thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, tonight you're on Sky? Sky Indeed. On, on the B team on Sky News. Oh, with uh, Mr Burner, with so you can Burner. watch that. Uh, Rebecca, uh, please thank Rebecca De Unamuno, Tommy Dean and Subby Valentine. <clears throat> thank you for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, Colin Buchanan, Tommy Dean and Wendy Harmer, Michelle... Little with the songs of Patsy Klein, put the TGIF page into your search engine to grab your free tickets or to find our free podcast. Until then, I'm Richard Glover and thank God it's Friday!